Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Single mom, Anna Torres, thought Ed Montano was a blessing in disguise. I was attracted to Ed's kindness, accepting that I had a daughter and I was a single mother. He was a doting father. He was always at every event. He was always there. But being a good father was the last thing on Ed's mind. I just couldn't believe what I was hearing in that moment. I think he's one of those people that we all hope that we never meet in our lifetime. I would have never imagined that I would have been deceived by somebody I chose to love. When it comes to love and marriage, things aren't always as they seem. Single mom Anna Torres adored her three-year-old daughter, Elizabeth. I was 16 when I got pregnant with Elizabeth. My heart was filled with joy. I was just elated to have my first child, a little girl. But Anna felt trapped in her relationship with Lizzie's father. It was a bad relationship. I wanted better. I wanted to move on. So in the summer of 1997, Anna found the courage to leave. She moved from Anaheim to Orange, California, and got a job working as a dispatcher for a local tow truck company. I felt a sense of accomplishment. I was able to move on with my life. Anna was focused on building a good life for Lizzie. Romance was the last thing on her mind. But that fall, Anna realized a co-worker was paying close attention to her. I would work the night shift. He would come in because he was a tow truck driver. He would just chat. I wasn't looking for anybody at that time, but he was pretty persistent with coming around bringing lunch, flowers at times, kind of made me think, hmm, he seems like a really nice guy. The man's name was Ed Montano, and over the next few months, Anna was surprised by how comfortable she felt opening up to him. And even more surprised when her stories of past relationship dramas and being a single mom didn't send Ed running for the hills. I wouldn't say there was a chemistry attraction there, but 
He didn't seem like he would hurt a fly. He genuinely seemed like he cared, like he wanted to comfort me. Anna and Ed's friendship quickly blossomed into romance. And after six months of dating, Anna was excited to meet Ed's adoptive parents and learn more about his family. But the visit would leave Anna with more questions than answers. Ed and his father walked away to have a conversation. And his mother started to make small talk. And I started to talk about my daughter. And she did not know that I had a child. And she said, you have a child? And I said, yes. Didn't Ed tell you? And she said, no. And so I was disappointed. Didn't understand. He just seemed to be so accepting of, of Lizzie and loving. Anna was heartbroken by Ed's glaring omission, and she wondered why would adoptive parents have such strong feelings about stepkids. Ed told me that his parents were very old-fashioned and wanted to see him get married, then have a child, because Ed had been married previously with two stepchildren. I felt that they looked at it as, oh boy, here we go again. Being married with stepkids, it's not going to work out. Ed assured Anna that his mother's views were not his own. And six months later, when Anna discovered she was pregnant and Ed suggested they get married, any doubts Anna felt about Ed's commitment disappeared. I just wanted to say, hey, I did the right thing. And I've moved on, and he's so good. And, you know, he's really soft, and he's gentle, and he's quiet. She thought Ed was the nice guy and he was going to take care of her and they were going to raise his family together. So in January of 1998, Anna and Ed tied the knot in a no-frills ceremony at City Hall. Being four months pregnant, I didn't want to have a big wedding. I was excited about the fresh start. I desired to be, you know, married in a committed relationship with somebody who said that he loved me. And I, I was happy. I was happy. And when Anna gave birth to a son, she counted her blessings. I felt it was only right to name him after his father. And when he held him in his hands, he cried. I was happy to see him, to be happy. But Ed's gentle facade was hiding too many sinister secrets to count. Behind closed doors, he was a monster. Secrets that would tear Anna's small family to shreds. I told him that this confession was going to be under confidentiality, but confidentiality has its limitations. He was a different man than what I had known. The clean-cut guy who volunteers in the community, nobody suspects that person. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Janice from Warner Brothers Discovery. Have you ever heard the expression, perfect is the enemy of good? I think about that a lot, especially when it comes to my body and health, because perfect does not exist. It's a total trap. Noom isn't into this perfection thing either. Its unique approach is tailored to each person's psychology and biology. From coaching to recipes, Noom's app provides personalized information to help you on your journey, no one else's journey. I also think it's great that Noom doesn't restrict what you can eat, and it doesn't shame you for treating yourself. And treat yourself, you should. What's more, Noom's approach is grounded in science. They've even published more than 30 peer-reviewed scientific articles about how they work. To date, Noom has helped more than 5.2 million people lose weight by helping them build new habits for a healthier lifestyle. So why not give it a try? Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. In the summer of 1998, newlyweds Anna Torres and Ed Montano had just welcomed a baby boy into their blended family. It was a fresh start for all of us. We became a family of four. Anna and Ed and Elizabeth and little Eddie, they just seemed to be a beautiful family. And when Ed announced he was going to pursue his dream of becoming an EMT, Anna couldn't have been more supportive. Ed said that he wanted to become an EMT because he wanted to be home there more for the kids. He took pride in being part of a team. I think that was important for Ed to look good in his community. But Ed worked the night shift and Anna worked days, so theirs was a tough schedule to keep. Ed and I were like two ships passing in the night. He said he preferred the night shift because there was more activity, there was more action, and he seemed to flourish in that. And as the next several years passed, Anna also realized that she and Ed had very different ideas when it came to parenting their children. When I would get home from work and make dinner, I noticed that both of their appetites started to change. So I would ask them, and they said, oh, well, Dad took us to eat. And he would say, oh, you know, they're kids. They want some fast food. And Ed wasn't just spoiling the kids' appetites. When I would come home, there would be these new gadgets, the cell phone, a karaoke machine, a video game. It was always something that we couldn't afford, but yet he felt a necessity to buy these for the kids. He was wanting to spoil them, which I could understand, but what I couldn't understand was he wasn't teaching them any values. He wasn't 
saying, okay, well, you know, you have to earn this by doing this. Anna was irritated by Ed's lazy parenting, but she knew the kids were in safe hands, so she pushed her feelings aside. Until one day, when Anna received a call from Lizzie's school, asking why she had been absent that day. It was about when Lizzie was in fifth grade or so. I thought something terrible had happened. I started to really panic. I just left work. It took off like a bat out of hell. When Anna got home, Lizzie was nowhere to be seen, and Ed was fast asleep. I just shook him as hard as I could and said, where's Elizabeth? Where's Elizabeth? The school called. She's not there. Where is she? And he just turned around and he said, oh, she's at her friend's house across the street playing. I said, she didn't show up to school today. And he said, I know, she was sick. And I remember turning around looking at him saying, if she's sick, then why did you allow her to go play at her friend's house? That doesn't make any sense. And so I was angry. If she was genuinely sick, then why didn't he call me? Ed apologized and agreed to call Anna if there was ever an issue with the kids. Over the next several years, life went pleasantly by for Anna and her family. But as Lizzie approached her teen years, Anna noticed a troubling change in her daughter. Lizzie did seem to be withdrawn at certain periods in her life. And I always attributed that to her age and, and growing and developing into a young woman. Anna also noticed signs of depression in her husband. Ed would flip-flop from a, being a passive and loving and wanting to help to a person that kind of switched, changed, became depressed, and then his behavior became more and more withdrawn. They noticed him spending more time in the bedroom, not communicating. Anna wondered what was happening to her family. And in the spring of 2007, when they moved to a small town in Nevada, she hoped the change of scenery would do them good. But before long, Anna would learn that her family's mood swings were the least of her worries. He came across as a great guy. People didn't realize what was really underneath. Nobody suspected him. He was an EMT, so people in the community trusted him. I immediately got these butterflies in my stomach thinking, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what is wrong? By the winter of 2008, Anna Torres and Ed Montano had been married for nearly 10 years, but they had become more focused on their children than on their own relationship. I was occupied with working and making dinner taking the kids to their functions at school. Ed didn't have a desire to participate in any functions unless it was with our kids. Anna didn't really mind. After all, Ed was a loving father, but his tendency to be a pushover as a parent was becoming increasingly frustrating to her. Ed would come to Lizzie's defense, wonder if I disciplined her. So if I told her that she was grounded for one day and the next day I'd come home from work and where's Lizzie? Oh, well, she's, you know, at so-and-so's house or doing something. Anna was irritated at the parental sabotage and annoyed that she always had to play the role of strict parent as well as deal with the repercussions. Lizzie's grades started to slip and I let Lizzie know that it was really important to keep her grades up. And if she could not do that, she was going to have to miss a couple of, of dancing lessons until we could get her back on schedule. 
I remember her just reacting like it was the end of the world for her. Just crying and saying, no, I love going to dance. I love singing, Mom, I'll keep my grades up. Anna thought Lizzie was struggling with typical teen angst. But on February 4th, 2008, Anna received a call that would prove her 14-year-old daughter was dealing with something far more serious. I was at work and I got a phone call and it was a school nurse. And I said, is Lizzie okay? And she said, you need to come down to the school. I need to talk to you. And I immediately got these butterflies in my stomach thinking, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what is wrong? So when I got down to the school, I had gone in the nurse's office. Lizzie looked at the nurse and she started to cry. And the nurse told her, it's okay. You can tell your mom. And she told me, dad's been touching me and he's been doing it for a long time. And I just hugged her and I told her I would stand by her and I believe, I believe her and I would support her. At that moment, that's all I could do. The revelations were gut-wrenching. Anna learned that Ed Montano had been molesting Lizzie since she was five years old. After taking Elizabeth to the police station to file a report, Anna turned her focus to confronting her husband. My mother had taken Lizzie and my son to her home so I could confront Ed. When I got home, he sat down at the table and I looked right at him and I said, Lizzie said that you have been sexually abusing her. Immediately, he put his head down and he said it's not true, but he wouldn't look at me. I was standing by the stove, and I remember there at that block of knives being there, and I just wanted to pick it up and just stab him with it. I was so angry. Anna immediately kicked Ed out of the house. She had a hard time focusing in reality. One day, she's married, and then the next day, everything that she thought to be true was just falling apart. I didn't know if it was both of my children that he had abused. I spoke with my son and asked him if he also had been abused, and he had not. Started to analyze everything, every gift he had bought, everything that he had done. What did I miss? What didn't I see? It just started to all kind of fit together and make sense. Ed hadn't been spoiling the kids or shirking his parental responsibility. He had been bribing them to keep them quiet. He would buy him a soda or um, chips or something like that. And then he would take Elizabeth into the bedroom, shut the door so that Eddie wouldn't see it. He'd put a movie on for Eddie so he'd sit down and watch it so that they were alone in the bedroom without any adult supervision, without any other witnesses around. And Anna began to wonder if her in-law's objection to Ed marrying a single mother was caused by something far worse than their old-fashioned values. Did they know about Ed's secret? My head was in a cloud. I cried. I tried to keep it together for my kids. But when you're told that a man that you've been married to for 10 years is a monster, there was no way to process that information. But as Anna and her family tried to heal, they would soon learn that Ed was more than a child molester. 
He was living that lie for so many years. He was able to manipulate all these people. His dark secrets went much, much deeper. The person that I was married to didn't exist. In February of 2008, Ana Torres was struggling to comprehend that her husband had been molesting her 14-year-old daughter Lizzie for nine years. It's really hard to accept that somebody that you love and you trust and you've been married to for 10 years would harm your children. But Lizzie's confession was just the first step on a painful path to justice. Ed told her, if you tell, then the family's going to fall apart. Your mom's going to be upset. I'm going to go to jail. And so the things that Ed had told her would happen started to happen. Because of Ed's powerful manipulation, Lizzie felt responsible for breaking up the family and was afraid to take any further action against Ed. Elizabeth had to go to therapy to mentally get to a place where she could talk about it. So for the next 18 months, Lizzie worked with a forensic psychologist. But that meant 18 months that Ed was out free and allowed supervised visits with his 10-year-old son. It was torture for me and my family, thinking that he was going to be able to go free. It was a stressful time, trying to deal with him still being out on the street. It was hard for the family. While Lizzie struggled through therapy, Ed was doing some talking of his own. When Ed came to me and started talking about this, I told him that confidentiality has its limitations. He admitted that he was doing this to Elizabeth. Father Jorge ended up coming forward and telling the police about what he had been told. But without a victim to testify, this is what happened to me, then the case really can't go forward. Worried for her daughter's safety, Anna decided to keep tabs on Ed's whereabouts and was sickened by what she discovered. I was informed that he was dating a woman that had three children and had actually moved in with her and her children. He was living in this neighborhood where there's parks on two different sides and children crossing his house on a daily basis. And when Elizabeth realized that what she went through could happen to someone else, she found the courage to press charges. On April 29, 2010, Ed Montano was arrested and charged with three counts of open and gross lewdness. Elizabeth was incredibly brave in this whole process, sitting in a courtroom full of strangers with the person who's been abusing you, the person who should have protected you. She was having to go through that again, all because this man wouldn't come forward and say he was guilty. In October of 2010, with Lizzie's testimony, Ed was convicted on all three counts and sentenced to three years in jail. Terrified that Ed would be out soon and able to abuse more victims, Anna decided to do some investigating of her own. I started to look back and analyze everything that he would say, things that just didn't click or didn't make sense. That's when I decided to make an anonymous phone call to immigration. And Anna's instincts were spot on. Ed was not a citizen of the United States and had a felony arrest for a burglary. 
And so we didn't want him to be kicked out of the country before we could get that conviction on him. So what I discussed with immigration was that we would go forward with our charges first. The man that I knew as Ed Montano in reality was a man named Manuel Dominguez. He was born in Mexico and he was given to this couple and brought to the United States. And a son was named after a criminal and a ghost. As devastating as this information was to Anna, she was relieved to know that Ed would be deported back to Mexico upon his release from jail and not allowed back in the country. No way in hell was I going to let him walk away and not be punished for what he did to my child. Today, it is nearly impossible to describe the effect Ed Montano's betrayal has had on Anna Torres and Elizabeth. I feel like he sought me out to prey on somebody who was young, naive, and came out of a bad relationship. While Elizabeth still struggles with the emotional wounds left behind by abuse, she is determined to put it behind her. Elizabeth is still a very caring person, and I think that says a lot about her. And Lizzie continues to look to her mother for inspiration, who has finally found the true love she so desired. And now I know what a healthy love relationship is. So I choose to move forward and I choose to go on with life. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.